0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the blog, the podcast, I'm sorry. This is Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni, which is short for anonymous over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out what works in my own home, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually do work for real people. Real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Okay, so I almost said blogcast, and that is because I have been recording some blogcasts. In case you're new, uh, I do have sort of, um, I'm gonna explain that, a uh another podcast in iTunes called the Daily Deslobification Blogcast. Uh that is the audio versions of my daily blog posts over at aslobchemsclean.com. I've been writing over there for six years and like in February or March of this year, I started also recording me reading those posts. Um, They're not perfect. Uh, Sometimes I stumble, but I just keep going anyway. um, But those are, you know, they're generally two to five minutes depending on how long the post is. Um, And those are they are for those people who just prefer to have things in audio form, um, but I have not been recording them since I started back to writing after this summer, so that 's been over a month now um, simply because it 's so time consuming to just go through all the little steps of actually putting it on the blog, getting it uploaded, and all that. But I have hired my twelve year old to do that for me, so we will see how that goes i 'm trying to get caught up at this point he 's kind of freaking out because he 's like. Is it always going to be this many? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just am getting caught up right now, so there's a bunch. So anyway, but it's good learning for him, and hopefully he'll stick with it. So anyway, just letting you know, there are probably three or four that are up over there now. They're just kind of random placements. Um, but uh, I, my goal is to get back to doing that. So make sure you listen to those. All right, this is podcast number seventy, and today I'm talking about less just the word less. It'll be more interesting than that, I promise. But um, if you have too much stuff, if you are personally drowning in clutter, I have an ebook for that. So this podcast is brought to you by that ebook, Drowning in Clutter. And the um, the uh, tagline or the whatever, I don't know, I can't even think of the word. I have a headache this morning. But anyway, the little subtitle. That's it. The subtitle for that ebook is don't grab a floaty, drain the ocean. Meaning yes, it's an impossible task to drain the ocean. We all get that, but that's basically what your goal needs to be. Instead of just figuring out what, figuring out a way to live in all of the stuff, but actually how to get rid of all of the stuff, because that is the key in decluttering. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about less. Um, So a little grammar lesson. Um, When do you use less and when do you use fewer? You use less when you're talking about things that can't be measured. Okay. So less fluid, um, less water, less, I don't know things that, oh, I'm sorry. Not that it can't be measured, that it can't be counted. Okay. When it's individual items that can be counted, that's when you use fewer. So you would say fewer glasses or fewer coffee cups, less coffee. Okay. Because coffee can't be counted. The amount of coffee can't be counted, but the number of coffee cups can be counted. Okay. So that's how you do less versus fewer. And the reason I bring this up is a long time ago, I was reading a blog post and, um, somebody said something about having fewer stuff and I was like, okay, that's not right. But it kind of made me start thinking about, you know, not that I'm always perfect on grammar. I'm usually perfect, but I'm not always perfect at all. Anyway, please don't go analyze everything. Cause I'm sure I've made a bajillion mistakes, but, um, you know, looking at that word and thinking how, you know, stuff seems to be kind of this thing because you're thinking, well, stuff is things. And so it would be fewer stuff. No, it's less stuff, fewer things. And that's kind of like this mental thing that I realized of stuff when it's just stuff. Like I don't really know what's there. I can't like identify individual pieces, which is how I viewed the amount of clutter in my house. It was just stuff, stuff everywhere. Okay. I, I mean, stuff is like this word that just kind of weighs on my back. You know, it just, it feels that ugh, so much stuff. Okay. And you have to say less stuff because you can't count stuff. So like at what point does do the items that I have. Okay. So fewer things. So at what point does the number of items that I have in my home turn into stuff? It's at the point where it's just kind of this big mass of stuff and I don't even know what it is. Kind of a, anyway. So, but thinking about that really made me think about how, when it is stuff, what good is it doing me? I mean, if I truly honestly can't like name out and number, the things that I have, then why do I have it? You know, kind of like my decluttering questions. The number two question, which is the end question, like the last one you need to ask yourself that I need to ask myself is, um, if I needed this, would I even know that I had it? Which is a huge problem. Okay. And it, it, yes, I guess it could be a memory problem, but it's also just when my amount of clutter has turned into quote unquote stuff at that point, I don't know what I have. And if I don't even know that I have it, the truth is that if I needed it, I would go out and get another one. Like if I actually needed it, I would go out and get another one because I wouldn't even know that I had it, and that was a huge turning point for me. Is to realize there is no point in me having stuff in my home if I don't actually know that I have it. Because, I mean, it's never it's all <clears throat> it's destined to be clutter forever. Okay, it's just waiting for that when I get organized time in my life. Which let's just be honest is like this future, future time. So along with this, along with that concept, you know, I have a podcast on, um, don't get organized because that was a changing point for me. There was a day when I was cleaning out my boys' room and I said, you know what? I don't have time to organize. I just have a a certain amount of time. And so I am just going to declutter. That's all I'm going to do. And so I decluttered and I looked around and I went, Oh, so it's pretty much organized. And it was this light bulb moment for me to realize that just decluttering is what I needed to be doing. When I kept thinking that I had to get a space organized, that's problem solving. It, it involves planning. Decluttering just involves going to that space and taking stuff out and getting rid of it. And there is a real um, mental divide line there that helps me to be able to go ahead and get started. If I know all I'm going to do is declutter, then I'm much more willing and able to get started because it's not a daunting task. It's just getting rid of stuff. Okay. And when I go ahead and do that, the amazing thing is the space is basically organized just by not having stuff in it that doesn't need to be there. Strange how that works. Okay. But along those lines, um, is the concept of less, just having less and how beneficial that is in our home to just tell myself I can have less. Okay. Um so just a little, you know, I, I wrote a post, I think it was probably it's been less than a year ago, I think, um, where my junk drawer was driving me crazy. It wasn't closing anymore. <laughs> Um, anyway, and so I just was going to take a little bit and declutter it. I didn't have much time. I had a very short amount of time, but I thought, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to make less my goal. That's it. I'm just, I'm just going to have less in here than I have right now. That that's my only goal. Um, you know, and I, so I wrote this post and so the end product was not perfect by any means, but the whole point of the post was I had less when I ended than I did when I started. And that was my goal. And what's interesting is, um, it was strangely divisive. Like, I think that, um, I think I got a comment, at least one, maybe two comments of people saying, you know what, maybe this isn't the site for me. And I was like, okay. I mean, because here, here's the thing that I've had to realize, and this is one of those, it's kind of a life lesson I tried to teach my kids. And it's one of those things that you've had to learn as a. have had to learn as a blogger is, yeah, I'm not out here to help the entire world. You know, I am out here to help the people who really need me. And sometimes that means saying stuff that alienates people who are, um, who don't need me, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with those people. They're way better off than I am. And I think that's great. But sometimes it's like, the people who really need me need me to show imperfect. Okay, so showing this is the before and the after is not really an after it's just less. The same post that made some people go, you know what, I thought this was an organizing site, maybe I don't need to be here is the same post that made other people go, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for. I mean, I got emails about it. I, you know, it, thank you for giving me permission to focus on just having less, focus on making it better. Okay. Yes, down the line, absolutely. We keep on having less and less and less, and that makes it, you know, but. And that makes it, I don't want to say perfect because I don't think it's ever going to be perfect, but there is something amazingly freeing about saying my goal is less. My goal is to make this space better than it was before. My goal is to make my home livable. That's always been my goal is not to have a perfect home, to have a livable home. Yes, we lived in our home back when it was completely packed full of clutter. Entire rooms were completely, you know, couldn't even get through them we lived in it. Okay. But it is so much easier to live in a home with less stuff in it. Okay. All right. So, but along that line, um, when less is my goal, my goal is to make life easier. And the more I have less, the more my life is actually easier. Okay. So if my goal is I'm going to Take out stuff out of this junk drawer so that there's less stuff in it. Okay. So I do that. And now my life is easier because when I need to get something out of the junk drawer, I can find it more easily because I don't have to dig through things and worry that my fingers are going to get poked with the random little um, thumbtack that's in there. Uh, it's easy. My life is easier because that drawer closes easily. Okay. So when somebody's coming over or whatever, I can shut that drawer and not have to like first deal with, you know, pulling out stuff that doesn't need to be in there before I could even shut the drawer, you know, so it's, it's making my life easier. And as I do that, I see the benefit of less. And then I'm encouraged to keep getting rid of stuff and having even less than that. Um, but when, um, okay. So when less is my goal, I can get started at any time when getting organized is my goal. I feel like I have to set aside time to take care of something. But if the only, even just saying I'm going to declutter this space makes me think, okay, well, I've got, you know, to set aside this time for a decluttering project. But if I just say, I need less stuff in this, then I can truly take five seconds and be successful because if I remove one or two items from this space, there is less in it now than there was before and I've achieved the goal of less. Now, usually that will turn into a couple of minutes. And it's amazing how many things I can remove and take out and how much less I can have in just a few minutes. Okay. Um, so it, it frees me to go ahead and get started when I know that my goal here is just to have less. That's it. I I just want to have less stuff than I have right now. Okay. Um, one of the, one of the things for me, um, I have a podcast on the one in one out rule and, um, it's a concept that is a pretty big game changer for a lot of people. It was a game changer for me. Um, but it was a concept I did not understand before I started my own deslobification process. I didn't understand it I had heard it before. I mean, it's like a concept that every organizer anywhere uses. Well, you know, make sure you practice the one in one out rule. And I was like, "Uh okay, yeah, I didn't know what they were talking about. So basically the one in one out rule is when you bring something into your home, you have to take something out of your home so that there's space for it. But the, so that there's space for it part was like the, um, implied or the, you know, the speaker was assuming that people understood that part of it. I didn't get that. Okay. Because here, here was me. I had so much stuff that my cabinet doors and my drawers wouldn't close. So when someone said, make sure you practice the one in one out rule, that didn't make any sense to me because if I get a new, um, skillet and I put it in my cabinet and I take out an old skillet, my cabinet is not going to be any better off. So what's the point? Because my cabinet door still won't close. So less is the thing that allows me to get to the point where one in, one out makes sense. Okay. So my problem was I had too many pots and pans and my cabinet doors wouldn't close. And so I needed to have fewer, um, I needed to have less kitchen stuff, fewer pots and pans. I needed to get those out of there so that once my, once my cabinet doors closed, then I can practice one in, one out. Then that's maintenance, okay? That's getting to the point where, oh, okay, I'm going to keep it to where my cabinet doors actually close, imagine that, or sock drawers, or kitchen towel drawers, or whatever it is, um, linen closets, those kinds of things. You know, the one-in-one-out rule only makes sense after you have achieved less, after you've gotten it to the point where, okay, things fit now, which is the container concept, another game-changing concept for me once I grasped it. Um, okay, think about world travelers. Okay. I personally, um, am not a world traveler anymore, but I was at one time. Um, you know, I lived over in Thailand for two years and I, you know, during that time went to New Zealand, went to, um, England, uh, on my way home one time. And so anyway, I mean, you know, I was a world traveler in my pre kids, pre marriage days. Um, when I first went to, um, I when I first went on my first like trip, when I was 16 all by myself that had like, I think I had three or four different flights. It was crazy. Um, I had five huge bags. Like we're talking five huge bags. This was in the days bef- when you could like bat your eyes at the sky cap and they wouldn't charge you for all these extra bags. That doesn't happen anymore. This was many years ago. Um, but you know, I had, I was a huge overpacker. I mean, I had everything I could possibly need. Well, the thing that happens as you, as you travel more, and I would say most travelers in this world are this way. Most people who are experienced travelers, the more you travel, the less stuff you take. I, I mean, it, it, you know, now, we went uh, somewhere as a family about, I guess it was a year ago or whatever. Anyway, and we flew and we weren't flying Southwest, which Southwest actually lets you still check two bags, which is crazy. But we were not flying Southwest and I was determined to not check a bag. We were a family of five going somewhere that was going to actually be a little bit chilly. Okay. It wasn't going to be, you know, summer where you just take your bathing suits and a couple pair of shorts. Anyway, we were going somewhere and I was determined to take one bag each. And so we packed it down. I mean, when you go, you think about it and you're like, okay, so when I was 16, I personally took five full-sized huge suitcases. And now I'm taking a family of five and I'm trying to make it on you know, five carry ons basically. Now, if I can possibly help it, I am all carry on all the time. I do not want to have anything to do with checking luggage unless we absolutely have to. So, you know, I think that that shows something, you know, the people who actually travel are the people who pack less and less and less. Okay. Because they have seen stuff slows me down to have to, um, you know, too many clothes, too much stuff, you know, it's worth it to me to not have to go down to baggage claim to just be able to take my bag, you know, on the plane and take it off with me, you know, just stuff slows me down. So I think that that's an example of the more experience that you have, which for me personally, you know, the more experience I have with having less stuff in my house encourages me to continue lessening stuff that I have. I mean, it, it encourages me to continue purging because I, I see the benefit of, wow, I don't have stuff weighing me down. Okay. For example, I just have some different examples. You know, one of the things that people ask me all the time is how many do I need of such and such? Um, which it, really it's a simple math game. Okay. Um, but sometimes I I wouldn't want to look at math. Okay. Because, you know, my old mentality before I started this process was if one is good, then seven's better. You know, if I found, um, if I found wooden spoons on sale, you know, or at a garage sale, watch, I don't know. Anyway, just an example, wooden spoons at a garage sale for 25 cents a piece. 25 cents for a wooden spoon. Yeah, I need a wooden spoon. Oh, but look, they've got 10 for 25 cents a piece. And if I buy all 10, they'll give them to me for a dollar, which is 10 cents a piece. So I might as well. Okay. So that was my mentality. If I can get more, why not have more? Okay. That was just my mentality where now I see the benefit of having fewer things. Okay. So doing the simple math. Okay. So let's say pots and pans. That was one of my issues. I had way too many pots and pans because I love pots and pans and my mother-in-law would, you know, every Christmas she would give me a new pot or pan, which were always really nice. I mean, she'd find them at, you know, if you go to Ross or whatever, sometimes you can find like, um, singles of pots and pans, you know, that are really nice for, uh, anyway, so she would get she would get me one of those every Christmas. Well, I love that kind of stuff. I mean that kind of stuff it represents the amazing cook that I think I want to be, you know, so that kind of stuff is is just exciting to me and it's good stuff and it's usable but I didn't have any concept of the container of my cabinets, meaning. I can only keep what will fit in my cabinets comfortably. I didn't have any concept of the one in one out rule because that didn't make any sense to me because it wouldn't make any difference because my cabinets were already exploding with stuff. Um, but you know, once I purged out and said, okay, what do I actually need? Well, I need a skillet. Um, I need a big, you know, pasta pot. I need one or two little sauce pots. Um, but you know, if I look at it and I go, what could I actually use in one meal? I have four burners on my stove. That means I can't use more than four. Yes, technically I maybe could use, you know, there might be something that I would cook this first and then need something else. So maybe add in one or two more, but I don't need 20 pots and pans. I I mean, it, it. It doesn't make any sense. There will never be a meal where I will actually use 20 pots and pans. But guess what? I didn't think that way because my pots and pans were always dirty because I didn't have a dishwashing routine. I know I'm back to the dishwashing routine, but that is everything. It was after I got that habit figured out and actually got to where I trusted myself to have the same pots and pans clean every single night when I needed to cook, that number one, I was able to see which pots and pans I liked the best because they were always clean. And I was always able to choose and find out which one I liked the best, but I was also able to see which ones I never, ever used. Okay. So yes, the habit helped me be willing to have less, but it also helped me see, I really do only need one day's worth. Okay. But then there's this other benefit of less. When I only have one day's worth, it's a much more natural thing for me to go ahead and make sure they're washed. Okay. Yes, the habit was everything. But once I start to see the logic and the reason behind the habit, the habit's even easier for me. Okay. And so when I have six pots and pans and that's it, and there's really only three that I ever actually really use consistently, then I make sure that they're washed, you know, so that I'll have them again the next day, because I use those same ones over and over and over. And guess what? They fit beautifully in my cabinets. And so it just makes life easier. Okay. And that is the goal to make life easier, to make my home more livable. Um, other things, let's see, uh, plates, you know, same thing with plates. It was, um, you know how many plates do I actually need? Well, I had way more than I needed because I went totally scanner happy when I was registering for our wedding, um, and just scanned every set of plates I ever thought looked really cool, and I got them all. Um, but you know, after I was consistently running my dishwasher every single night and emptying it every single morning, then I started to see, okay, well, we use these same plates. Every single time, every single night. And these over here never ever get used because I hate them. And I didn't even realize I hated them. I just wasn't able to see that they were my last choice until I was able to use the same ones over and over and over again. Okay. So then I got rid of plates. Well, what happens there? I have fewer plates. See how it's fewer instead of less. Um, I have fewer plates. And that means that the dishes are never as overwhelming because I cannot physically get to the point where I have 60 plates to wash because I don't have 60 plates anymore, which sounds like a ridiculous number, but I'm pretty sure I probably had 60 plates. I mean, that is how ridiculous my overbuying was because even though I got all those plates when I got married... I would still pick up plates at the garage sale because I always thought we don't have enough plates because it was just this number of plates. I didn't have any concept of how many plates we had. I just knew that I, that we needed more because we were always running out. Well, we were always running out because I wasn't doing the dishes. Okay. So when I had fewer plates, then I have to do the dishes, which I was already doing anyway. And it never gets as overwhelming. Okay. Um, clothing, Uh, again, with laundry day, laundry day got me to the point where I realized we did not need as many clothes where we could survive with less clothing, fewer clothes. Does that make sense? This is my grammar lesson for the day. Um, but that, that was what I, you know, over time I realized, oh, okay. Fewer clothes means my laundry piles never get as huge when they never get as huge, my laundry is never as overwhelming, which makes me willing to keep up this laundry day routine cycle that I have going. Um, Storage containers. You know, this is one, I'm talking specifically about food storage containers. Um, I personally store mine with the lids on them. This is kind of probably, I, I don't know if deal breaker is the word. Like I said, I have a headache this morning. I'm not sure why. But um, so, food storage containers, my dear sweet mother, who's great at having way more stuff than I do, but she handles it and she keeps it all under control. And so that's great and fine. And she can handle that. Her clutter threshold is very different than mine. Um, but storage containers, if my goal is to have more, then I start storing them stacked inside of each other with the lids in a separate place. And then when I actually go to use them, I have to match up lids and storage containers, which strangely, it's hard to match them up. Okay. And then I'm constantly, and then there start to be ones that I don't like because I could never find the right lid to go with it. And so those get shoved to the back and then I start picking up more and more storage containers because obviously I need more. And then it becomes something that falls out every time I open the cabinet door and I start to hate them. Okay. The other thing that happens is when I have more storage containers, I don't have to empty out my leftovers. I can let them sit in the refrigerator and grow green, scary stuff on them for way longer because I've got plenty of other storage containers to use. Okay. So it becomes a storage nightmare. It, um, having more of them allows my refrigerator to stay grosser. Okay. And, um, it's, it's just a, a, you know, a hassle when I go to do it. So what I started doing was I just started storing them with the lids on them, which means I cannot physically fit anywhere near the number storage containers in my cabinet that I used to be able to do when I stored them stacked inside of each other. Yes, you can fit so many more in there. Guess what? I don't need so many more. I am perfectly fine with so many fewer food storage containers. Stored with the lids on, it forces me to have less, forces me to have fewer, depending on how you want to do that um, grammatically. Anyway, but it forces me to do that and, but it also keeps both my refrigerator under control because I can't just leave things in there forever because I don't have enough. I've got to have that storage container back. And because it's fewer, I don't have the um, storage container avalanche that used to happen every time I opened the cabinet door. Okay. Um, And then real quick, just on toys, kids stuff. Every mother knows that when there are fewer toys, the kids play better. It's a frustration usually for me. It used to be because it would be like, okay, you know, there's toys everywhere and my kids act like they have no toys. I put away everything except for one toy and the kids play for hours with that one toy. And you know, that's like a scientific lab experiment on having less stuff. Having less stuff means that my, um, mind is less cluttered. My home is less cluttered. So my mind is less cluttered and I'm able to focus and being able to focus helps me enjoy that space and enjoy the things that I do have so much more. Okay. All right. Thanks for joining me. This was podcast number 70. If you want to see the show notes for this, go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S and scroll down to the bottom. If it is not updated yet, um, with a direct link to this podcast, just go to see all my podcasts here. um, and you'll be able to find podcast number 70. And again, the title of this one is less, and it is brought to you by drowning in clutter, which is an ebook all about decluttering to help you get the clutter out of your home. Thank you so much for joining me and I would love it if you would leave a review on iTunes that helps so much with the ranking of the show and the higher ranked the show is, then the more listeners that we are able to reach and the more people who find out, oh, either this is not my thing or wow, um, yeah, so I'm not alone. So anyway, thanks so much for joining me and I would love it if you would leave a review. Bye, talk to you next week.